It's time for Dr. Randy Tobler, the doctor without a filter, going places no doctor has gone before. And good morning. Welcome back to Wake Up Springfield with Alex and Chris. Uh, man, what a beautiful morning outside. I love to hear the sound of rain on the rooftop. Do you really? I do, man. I think it's awesome. <laughs> Dr. Uh, Randy Tobler's with us. Uh, good morning, sir. Good morning. How you doing? Get good. To, good to get to know you guys. Uh, welcome, welcome to a... The fun, frolicking time that we call Cass's Magic Wonderland there. It's Cass's Magic Wonderland. <laughs> I like it. Oh, my gosh. Wake up, Springfield, Cass's Magic Wonderland. That's funny right there. You know, Alex has been bringing up, I'm going to let him kind of kind of lead into this. He's been bringing up some good points on China, right? We're kind of concerned about what China's going. Kind of, kind of, what are your thoughts on China? I think, I think the reality in China is that it's probably not the, uh, not the force that we really think they are. If we play our cards right and and continue to strengthen our economy, like, uh, let's see, maybe renew our uh, oil and energy independence, I really think that China has a lot of problems buried in their economy right now. Uh, their uh, growth has not been what it is. Their debt is tremendous in terms of their internal capital expenses that they've made, building these huge, vast cities that are uninhabited, um, so I, I think there's some opportunities there for us to, to really um, play, you know, take advantage of their weaknesses. The question is, I, with, with a president who's feckless and uh, disrespected and doesn't have a spine um, and wants to get along uh, and maybe is at risk of being beholden to them. Well, not maybe he is because of, uh, you know, the whole Hunter uh, relationship. Um, I just don't think we're taking that opportunity. But I think there is opportunity there. No, that is an excellent perspective. And I mean, if you look at what's happening on the global stage, like I've been to China before and it's like two different, you know, countries there. You have the haves and the have nots in China. You have some of their progressive cities that are expanding and, and um, you, you see it. But then you go into certain areas and it's like a big old wasteland. You know, they have people yeah. that are just below third world country. And, but but here's the thing. And you went into it, the leadership and Trump was the one that said it. He's like. People thought that he was, you know, um, saying how great Xing, you know, was the, the leader over in China. But he's just saying, look, they've been making some strategic decisions. They have a plan, the Silk Road Initiative, to become a national power. And it started, you know, years ago. It's like a 30, 40 year plan. And so it's, it's about the leadership and it's about the decisions that we make. So, you know, what, what would you like to see here in America? You talk, you mentioned the, the energy independent. What would you, where would you like to see us go with that? Well, I think, you know, I mean, obviously, uh, they have taken advantage of our embargo or our, you know, our sanctions against uh, Russia. And they're actually, you know, getting the cheap oil from, and, you know, from Russia and, and natural gas. And at a time when, you know, we're having to pay buku bucks for it because of our actions there. Um, and, and reselling it there. Then re, they're reselling it to the rest of the world at higher yeah. prices. So energy independence is one. I think the other, you know, this sort of this three-legged stool is we have to really both in the in the hard military side, the kinetic military side, build up our navy. I know Jim Talent has been huge on that, and several others that we talked to. Um, and it's true. I mean, we 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 have to maintain dominance because, of course, there is that Pax Romana, you know, ethic that Ronald Reagan was so good at. If if you maintain the strength, no one's going to mess with you. They just really aren't. <laughs> and if you have the ret- if you have the rhetoric to go with it, like Trump brought to the table, I mean, it's a pretty good uh, combination. And so you need the military side to be built up and to be strengthened. And on the same token, I think they're cleaning our clock when it comes to cyber warfare, and we have to be we have to really ramp that 
uh, that uh, tool up as well. I think those uh, those three things: cyber dominance, um, you know, military readiness dominance, and and energy independence. I think are going to uh, will win the day. So, so going back to the idea about the military, talking about that, I, I've I've I remember talking to one of our other guests one time, Dakota Wood, and he was talking about the size of their fleet versus our fleet. But then I also had another discussion. I was reading something about: Are they actually an effective blue water navy? Can they actually can they patrol the seas as as well as we can? Do, are you are you familiar with that that concept? Well, they certainly. They certainly, I mean, from what I, and again, I'm no defense expert, but talking to the people who follow these things very closely and almost exclusively in some cases, their concern is over uh, the, the dominance of the Southeast Asian shipping uh, channels because, you know, they're wow. building these artificial islands and they're certainly able and ready and willing to absolutely patrol and own those, whether they're international waters or not. They don't care. They don't play by the same rules as the rest of the world. Right. And so we we have to maintain good office. I mean, the, the one thing that you know I I proposed, and I think it's it used to be a, a, a force, and it isn't now. But we've talked about a NATO in that area. We need a, the equivalent of a NATO with the Southeast Asian and the Australian uh, governments to really get some strength in numbers there, to where there's a unified um, opposition to them. And again, just the threat of all of the the, the nations in that region, um, you know, coming coming down. Yeah, they, um, you know, coming together. China wants to control what's happening in their, their region. They are like, you know, if you, they think Taiwan is theirs, they should have never not been there. And if the U.S. wants to come over there, we're supposed to get permission and not, and, and they're letting it be known whenever we have some of our officials visit, they'll do some military exercises like stay away. You know, you mentioned the islands that they're building. Are they trying to get closer, you know, to the, to U.S.? Mm-hmm. Are they trying to take over the Pacific so that, hey man, I, they, they haven't forgotten, you know, um, you know, so what's going on with that? Why are they being so provocative in that area with their military? Well, I, you know, if you if you control the shipping channels and along with the sort of the uh, the Marshall Doctrine that they are doing, you know, around the globe with their um, you know Belt Road initiative around the globe, uh, it's a powerful combination because countries that are trying to develop and they're there to to you know to support them, big air finger quotes on support them. Uh, what they'll do is make them dependent on China. Yeah. And, you know, uh, a dependent country is a dependable ally. Yeah. I mentioned before in the last segment about the Shanghai Corpor- um, Cooperation Organization, the SCO. And um, they're prominent in the regional, you know, organization. It's China and Russia getting together and agreeing on these roadmaps to expand in trade. Do you think it's more about um, the economic advancement to these countries, or do you think they have an ulterior motive to you know, advance economically so they can eventually come over here and attack us. I mean, I'm not trying to, you know, put fear in it, but I mean, are they trying to start World War Three? Well, the answer is yes to both of those, right? It, it is economic, but the economic is the is the route to having control of, oh, let's say their mineral reserves for, oh, let's say uh, advanced technologies. <laughs> you know, that's another strategy that they're doing. They're planting their flag everywhere from the Arctic to, you know, Brazil and and and, uh, and go everywhere, parts in between in Africa, so that they can they have those natural resources and those very you know the, the precious metals and the trace metals that you need uh, to to build batteries and to you know for build chips and everything else. So they're very they're very cunning, and we just don't have someone that the problem it's the it's the problem with the progressives. God God bless them. God uh. love those people. I mean they they have big hearts. They think with their left side of their of the right side of their brain, you know, which is the emotional part. And they just think if we all are just nicer and kumbaya and we get along, they believe that these people are basically basically good. 
they didn't read Genesis, apparently. Uh, and I don't know. I, they just don't understand that there are evil people in the world. Yeah. And, and, and they just don't want to admit it. And they think if we're just nice with people and we'll get along and to get, go along to get along, it's going to work. And that's a fundamental difference right now in our political parties and our political leadership. Well, I know in 2022, we still imported over, gosh, nearly $600 billion in goods and services from them for, you know, Amazon.com, right, and everything else that people buy. So, I mean, is that is that a big enough detractor that's going to keep them uh, at least, because we're such a big importer into their economy about buying goods and services, doesn't that have some sort of impact on how they react to the United States of America? Now, with that said, I also think it would be better if we had a stronger president in place, but still, 500 some odd billion dollars in 2022 that we imported from them that's a big number it is uh by the same token there's a lot of things that we have that they need i mean currently we still do lead in in technology innovation um uh, not to mention that there's there's other things such as entertainment i mean they, mm. we, we provide a lot of their entertainment so yeah. we we do control some of that look i don't have a problem i there are certain elements of economic globalism that make sense. I'm not sure that it makes sense for Americans with our engine, well, the, the ingenuity and the work ethic we used to have, that's a whole other discussion. I'm really concerned about this whole work-life balance madness that the, the later generations have, which is life, 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 and, oh, I'll work a little bit. That's not going to work out well in the long run. At any rate, I, yeah, I'm, I don't have a problem with cheap pocket combs and, uh, you know, uh, napkins and paper cups coming from there. I really don't, you know, plastic, whatever. Um, I do have a problem with increasing technology dependence coming from China. That's that's a big problem. Yeah. So those higher level things are things that only Americans do very well, consistently, with high quality that always happens uh, yeah. because of our free market system. Yeah, that's why China wants to own Taiwan, because they are the world's leader in semiconductors mm-hmm. and, um, that's yeah. a, you use semiconductors and everything. And so China's not, they're not stupid, as Trump would say. We, we have the stupid politicians. The, the, the Chinese, they're being smart on some of these things. They have a plan. And it just seems like our leaders, and I say that right now, I'm going to say, you know, the administration that's in here, it either seems like they just don't know or that they have an ulterior motive to, to get paid. Well, so which do you think it is? Well, I, look, I, we like to say, we like to pin the donkey on our leaders, but who elects our leaders? Mm-hmm. We, we, we go to the ballot box, right? Mm-hmm. And I think people, people in this country tend to be fairly short-sighted. I mean, we're a reactive country. We don't have those strategic, long-range type of plans in our heads a lot of times when we're voting. Our political system has evolved to where it's sort of just looking towards the next month, the next year, the next election cycle. And um, I think Americans used to have a longer vision in terms of the, the great experiment that we are and the proven constitution that we live by. And I think, um, well, maybe it has to do with our short attention span, our materialism, our hedonistic society. Um, don't don't let me get into a religious discussion here. But you know, Amer- Americans are looking for what will the politician do for me, yeah. rather than what will the politician politician do to keep me safe, keep our borders secure, uh, keep our dollars strong, and uh, honor contracts through the judicial system, and you know, pretty much clear the way so I can be the very best I can be for my family and my community. That's a long range strategy. Um, Our political system and our voters have, I think, lost that vision Uh, for however they do it. The Chinese are very, they're, they're looking at the long game. I'm afraid we're not. Well, it just tells me that here in about a year and a half, we've got to make sure that the United States of America chooses the right next president. 
I mean, it just can't go on. And, and, and honestly, you talked about our leaders a while ago. Do you really truly think that Kamala Harris or Joe Biden could have a real conversation about China and how to, how to protect us from China? Does anybody, I mean, could they really, could, if you had them on this talk show right now, could they have a conversation about it? I don't they think can't so. have a conversation about what they're having for breakfast. Well, I mean, they you do. Know. They go, well, for breakfast today, we're going to have breakfast food. Ice and then, cream. Yeah. Hey, Dr. Tillman, we got to run here. We've got a news report right. coming up here at 730. Great but we're looking forward to, to continuing this relationship with you and, and uh, appreciate your insight. And uh, thank you for calling in today.